because coaching, skills in coaching, is not the same as skills in business. They are two different things. So you need to be thinking about how you can help your clients, but you also need to think about what their problems are and how they're going to speak about them. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 221. Today's topic is navigating the entrepreneurial challenges as a coach. So fantastic, you've decided to be a coach. You might have even done your certification and now it's time to turn it into a business. Silence. It can be a real struggle for coaches because coaching, skills in coaching, is not the same as skills in business. They are two different things. And now that you've learned to be a coach, If you don't have those business skills, you're going to need to learn those as well. But never fear. Let's have a chat about it and I can give you some really good pointers on what you should be looking for and how to start. So the first thing you need to do is understand exactly that, that coaching skills and business skills are quite different. So you need to be thinking about how you can help your clients, but you also need to think about what their problems are and how they're going to speak about them. Because if you don't know what the problem is, it makes it very difficult for you to craft a marketing message so that people can understand you. A lot of new coaches want to be a generalist, and that's great, but it's very difficult to market for a general population, particularly if you don't have a lot of money to put behind. And as a new coach, you're probably not confident about spending a lot of money, particularly on paid advertising at this point, until you've honed your message, you've got those runs on the board, you've got a few testimonials, and you're happy with what you're selling, and you're confident with what you're selling. Because as a new coach, sometimes it can be a bit of a step between having those skills in certification and actually getting out into the real world and helping people. So the best advice I can give you there is just start. Think about what your niche will be. What are the things that you love to help? Do you have past experience that maybe that's where you need to start your niche? Do you have a past skill that you can now coach on? Think about those kinds of things. How are you going to carve out that niche? How are you going to build a brand? Because at the end of the day, you are the coach but people are still going to resonate with a brand. So you need to start making sure that you've got some colours. What colours are you going to use? So that every time somebody sees a social media post or a flyer or a website or however you're using to market yourself, they know it's you. There's not this colour for that and multicolour for this and then black and white. Think about all the big brands that you see. They're all very consistent. So you need to start being consistent as well. And you need to think about it as a business. So what are the business steps that you need to do? Do you need to do a business plan? What's this business going to look like in 10 years' time? 
quite often we will overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. So if you think of doing a 10-year plan and then work it backwards, then that's going to make it a lot more achievable for you in this coming year. So if you want to earn a certain amount of money in 10 years, then what would that be like in five years? What would that be like in one year? What do you need to do to be able to get those incremental steps? How many clients do you need? Do you need to have a program? Is one-on-one going to get you that amount of money? Do you need to have a combination? What's your ecosystem going to look like? So these are all the business questions that you can start to ask yourself. And then thinking about that amount of money that you want to do, what are you going to charge? What's your charge out rate going to be? Is it going to be a package? Is it going to be an hourly rate? What are those kind of questions? So it's a really good idea to sit down maybe with a piece of paper or device, whichever you like, and just brainstorm that. Say, okay, in 10 years' time, I would like to have a business that earns whatever the dollar figure is. So if it was $100,000, then what do you need to get in five years? That would be $50,000. And then keep dividing it up. So basically, you would need $10,000 in the first year. Okay, what do I need to do to get that? And then divide that amount up as well. How many clients do I need? What kind of packages? Like I said, what kind of ecosystem? And just start by developing one thing. So the easiest thing to develop, of course, is one-on-one coaching. So can you put out some offers? What kind of offers can you have? Try your messaging out. Have a chat with some people. See what resonates with them. Now, be careful when people say, oh, I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't do this. Are they your ideal people? Are they understanding your message? If they are and they're still giving you a negative response, then maybe you do need to change that messaging a bit. But friends and family quite often, loving as they are, don't always give us the best business advice, particularly if they're not in the business themselves or they're not somebody who would be likely to have coaching and I wouldn't recommend that you coach your friends and family anyway, but you know what I mean. If they're not your target audience, the type of people that you are trying to attract for your coaching. So if they say they don't understand your messaging, that might actually be a good thing because if they're not your target audience, then not appealing to them can actually be a good thing because when we start, quite often we want to start with talking to everybody. Talking to everybody means that we're going to talk to nobody. So I quite often use the cordial analogy. So if you water down cordial into a lake, it's so thin that nobody knows that's even there, you can't taste it. So think about that when you're doing your messaging. You need to have it concentrated so one group of people actually know what you're looking at. And then you need to be thinking about some overcoming some hurdles. So quite often cash flow can be a hurdle. We've done lots of episodes on small business talk about cash flow. Amy Betts, I think it was 197. She's a profit first professional. She talked a lot about cash flow. So if you haven't listened to that one, that would be a really great one to go with because cash flow is one of the biggest things. You need to be having an ecosystem where you can have cash flowing in so that it's not all or nothing. 
a pint of mine, she actually gets paid in a, a great lump sum. And what she does is that she spreads that out into her cash flow so that it's not all in one big pot so she can spend it all in once. She actually filters it back in on a monthly basis because she gets paid in a 12-month lot. And she's a bit worried that if she spends all of that, then what is she going to have for the rest of the year? And contract work can be quite like that. So just think about how that cash flow needs to spread out over the time that you've got. The other thing is self-doubt. Once you start going out and talking to people, you may get a few no's. Well, you'll definitely get some no's. So thinking of that, is that a no against you personally? Or is that just they're not the right customers for you? They're not the clients that you need? Or is it a case if you just haven't articulated your message well enough? So you really need to hone that message in. Think about what the elevator pitch is going to be. How can you very specifically say what you do? And you just need to start somewhere because you won't get it right the first time, but you can tweak that, you can change it. But once again, be careful of the negative feedback, especially if they're not your audience. Try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. But try to pick a niche and stick with your niche because it's really hard for people to recommend you if you're this coach this week and then you're a B coach next week and you're a C coach the week after and a D coach the week after. If they recommend someone to you that you're no longer coaching, then that's going to be a bad experience for the person that recommended you and the person that's coming to talk to you. So try to pick a niche based on maybe your expertise, your past experiences that you've had, somewhere that you want to work in, a passion that you've got, and then stick with that for at least six months and then hone it in. If you're still not happy with it, then you can try to move. Sometimes the universe will move you anyway. I started doing transition coaching for women, a women that had empty nesting so their children had moved out of home and the universe said you've got all this experience in marketing you need to go back and be a marketing coach I was getting coach after coach coming and asking me questions like this so sometimes it is just a case of starting somewhere and allowing the universe to let whatever it thinks that is the best way for you so if you like this sort of content and you would like to know more go to Kathy Smith com.au where I have the coaches marketing roadmap so it is a book and a course so start with the book and there's lots of different examples in there there's practical tips on how to niche how to do your elevator pitch all the things that you need to start your business right through to a little bit of mindset at the end and making sure that you're looking after yourself because one of the biggest things that we do as coaches is we want to look after everybody else and we can forget to look after ourselves. So that work-life balance can be very rocky, shall I say. So you need to be careful of that and make sure that you are getting a good work-life balance. Sometimes it can be seasonal too. You need to put a lot of effort into your business and then you might be able to taper that off later on. But if you're putting a lot of effort into your business, you're not getting results and you're having to continue to do that, you might need to get some extra advice on that. So SBT audience, I hope that's been helpful. So make sure that you're defining your niche, you're knowing who you're talking to, 
you're being very specific and you're running it as a business. And remember that coaching and business skills are different. SBT audience, enjoy your journey. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.